0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Keen Gamer podcast. Hopefully all of you uh, ghosts and ghouls are having a good time. This is our Halloween episode, so we're looking forward to talking about some uh, scary games that we want to recommend to you all at the end. First of all, let me introduce the panel I have this week. It's a fantastic panel. Once again, I'm joined by Mark. How's it going, Mark?
1: Hey, guys. I'm good. Uh, Happy to be here again.
0: Of course. And for the first time on the podcast, we have Jessica. Jessica, how are you?
2: Hi, I'm happy to be here, excited to talk about all our games.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we have a good show for you guys. We're going to be going through the games we're playing, which will be... Um, actually, I won't spoil those. Let's let's wait and then you'll find out when we get there. Um, after games we're playing, we'll be talking about the biggest news stories of the week. And like I just said, we're going to cap off the show with our recommendations for our favorite games to play for Halloween. Um, so I think the first game we need to talk about is probably the biggest release of the week, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I was talking to Jessica before the show started, and I found out that she has beat the game not once but twice. Jessica, twice. what do you wow. what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think about this game?
2: I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. It's, it's actually I didn't expect it to be my favorite game this year. Like, oh really? Yeah, it's just went into it with kind of like okay expectations but it was just so good even the um combat which i guess can be a little easy as people have been saying but i just think it's fun you combine that with guardians music and all and it just flows really well
0: yeah it feels like you're playing one of the james gunn movies i played the first couple of hours last night and from the soundtrack to the humor to even like the way that the characters interact with each other they really seemed to um capture the spirit of those movies in a really fun way
2: yeah they seem to just like charm I guess would be the word like it's it's not it doesn't seem forced or anything like I guess
0: yeah you said that you were surprised this was your get your like your number one game of the year I feel like they dropped two trailers for this game over the last four months and then the game came out and all of a sudden it had really solid reviews um do you feel like the trailers you off about what the game was going to be like or do you feel like um this is a game that was always potentially going to be a number one for you
2: well i'm a big Marvel fan so i was Mm. just gonna play it either way but um i just don't think the trailers could probably get like playing it twice as well the story like for for, so it it gets better and better as it goes Mm -hmm. on and every time i was playing every chapter i was like oh i couldn't get any better than this (laughs) and then uh it throws another reference or something in and it just so Mm -hmm. i guess that stuff could you couldn't really put in the trailer
0: yeah speaking of references um i played the first two hours last night and the game starts off and you are on earth as peter quill in his little like childhood room and i spent probably 15 minutes of the game just walking around that room looking at all the nostalgia um i mean Uh, he has a little Coleco vision in the corner with a bunch of cartridges and games on it. He's got posters for bands um, from the 80s. He's got a Rolling Stone magazine that you can read through. Um, The amount of detail in the game is throwing me off and really kind of capturing me into this world.
2: Yeah, I got to say, it's got really good world building going on with it.
0: mm -hmm.
1: I'm also quite a big Marvel fan, but I haven't really looked into Guardians. So what surprises me is uh, Jessica saying, that it's already your top game of the year. You know the year's still got a few months <laughs> left of it, so <laughs> must be really good. So maybe I'll have a look at it.
0: Yeah, and like to kind I of explain it, it. Yeah, to explain it real quick. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is a third-person action adventure game. And when I first saw the trailer, I thought you're going to be hopping between different characters as you play. But f- what I've learned is that you're only playing a Star Lord throughout the game, and then you're kind of telling your teammates to do moves passively through a command menu. Um, would you have preferred the game if you could play as more than just Star-Lord? Or did you, do you like the the narrative idea of you only play as the one character?
2: I like the way they did it because it was, it was quite easy. I think it's actually probably one of the most accessible games I've ever played that mm-hmm. someone could literally just pick up a controller, um, change it to the accessibility settings they want, and they could do the combat, no problem. I think I like it. It's fun. It's fun just having star lord and then having the simplicity of calling on a command i think maybe what it, it might have got a bit too complicated with all of the guardians there
0: yeah the one moment that happened to me last night while i was playing that i i had the biggest dumbest smile on my face while it was happening i learned what a um what a team huddle is that what the <laughs> move is
2: called yeah it, yeah
0: so mark in the game when you're fighting a big boss sometimes your team will start to get um down on their luck or they might get unmotivated to fight so as Star Lord, you have power to raise your walkman or your discman the walkman Walkman. okay (laughs) and your team runs towards you and then you play quarterback um (laughs) so i did one and my teammates like gamora was like why is he laughing at us he makes me feel really bad and then drax was like i'm scared this is gonna be too tough and then it's up to you you get a bunch of dialogue options it'll be up to you to to say the right thing to motivate them and then if you say the correct thing um say bad reputation by joan jet will start playing and then your team will start just kicking the kicking the boss's ass so
1: wow that's quite different Uh, i've never (laughs) known a game to do something (laughs) like that
0: it was like i was playing it turned into madden like i was like what's going on here (laughs) it's the wrong game (laughs)
1: interesting mechanic to kind of bring into this kind of game i'm watching a bit of the gameplay trailer here and Mm -hmm. it does look quite fun Uh, yeah because
0: the guardians have always been about teamwork like they were one of the first teams in the marvel cinematic universe before like i guess post avengers we saw guardians but um i feel like the game is really emphasizing the the teamwork part of the gameplay despite you only playing as one character um as well as just like the camaraderie of the team, like like I said before, the the humor and the dynamics of the characters in the movie is exactly what you're getting here in the in the game. Um, there's also some new characters as well. I met a character named Nikki Gold uh, last night, and within five minutes, I was like, "This may be one of the best characters in games this year, as well." I'm and... sure I'll
1: hear about her somewhere along the line. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I think one one last thing I have about the game itself is that it doesn't take itself too seriously, and I think that's really helping the game out. After playing a game like Kena, where I felt like it took itself a little bit too seriously at times, having Guardians be jovial and funny and have this like quarterback session during a boss fight section um, has really impressed me.
2: I agree, uh, but uh, later on as well, like obviously I won't spoil anything, but it mm-hmm. it balances that. That humor and charm of actually some good heartfelt story stuff. And again, I wasn't expecting that. And I think that's why yeah. I like it so much. I just wasn't expecting it to be. As okay,
0: no, was that the
1: game you were talking about last week?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll go back into that in a, in a second. But even like okay. both the Guardians movies have been really funny, but they've also had those tender moments as well. Even. I'm not okay, I'm gonna spoil the first Guardians movie from ten years ago. I apologize. <laughs> but when they're all falling to the ground in okay. space and Groot creates like a giant um fort to keep them all safe and there's these like fireflies flying inside of it, like it's a very sentimental and you know heartwarming moment. And I'm sure the Guardians game will also have some of those waiting for me as well. Um, last question, Jessica, how long about do you think it the campaign is to beat?
2: uh well i was looking for some collectibles but i was playing it and i think my first playthrough was about 24 hours i was surprised Mm. by how long it was actually but oh wow i think it was because there wasn't too many side options you could do no side Mm -hmm. quests or anything so it just went full on in the campaign and then the second time it took me about half that i'd say
0: yeah uh one okay i i keep saying one last thing but (laughs) i only played this game for two hours but it left a good impression (laughs) on me Um, When I play games, I feel like, Jessica, I like going to every single corner of every room and looking for items to find. And whatever companion character you're hanging out with while you play will always make a comment about you doing it.
2: I love that. (laughs) It is so funny.
0: They're like, hey, dude, what are you doing over there? There's nothing over there. Um, Or like they'll say, hey, man, don't go down there. It's a dead end. And then, of course, you have to go down there to look for gold and stuff. And they're like, I just told you it's a dead end. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So. It's, it's surprising me it's really working for me and um like i'll play some more of it breaking for the sure.
1: fourth.
0: oh yeah yeah like like it breaks the fourth ball and it's like it feels like it's aware it's a game in like the best ways it's really good jessica any final thoughts on guardians of the galaxy
2: uh just play it
0: <laughs> just play it yeah, yeah i could yeah i could see it coming out coming up in like my top five top ten games of the year i don't know just yet i'm only two hours into a maybe 20 hour games so so we'll see uh mark you have been playing the newest fatal frame in fact i believe your review for it just went online on king gamer last night what does your uh, what are your thoughts on the game
1: well i had a great time with fatal frame it's a great uh title for you to pick up if you're looking for something scary to play this halloween it's filled with Ghosts and mm-hmm. it's got a in- unique and interesting premise where you essentially fight and capture ghosts using your—it's called the camera obscura.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, it's quite scary.
0: And this is um, a—it's <laughs> not um, off. This is not a new Fatal Frame. This is a remake of an older one, correct?
1: Well, yes, it's the newest Fatal Frame, um, but unfortunately, it was released. <clears throat> on the Wii U back in 2016. Mm. It got, you know, mixed to good reviews from, depending who you ask. And yeah, it's, I'm glad they've now come back to it and re, re uh, remastered it. Excuse me. Um,
2: oh, it's a remaster? Cause it is,
1: yeah, it's not a remake. It's more of a remaster where they've updated some textures. Okay. They've made it, you know, look good, but yeah, it still suffers from some of the problems that it had before. The controls can be a bit tanky, like old school Resident Evil titles, things like that. If you remember back, like PlayStation two days, it's almost got like one foot back in that generation. Still,
0: <laughs> is it one of those um, but- like scary games that has a run button, but your running is only like point five percent faster than your walking speed, like those kind of tank controls?
1: I wouldn't say it's that bad. It's you're running. You the, like, <laughs> the walls is the problem. Turning mm-hmm. around and like maneuvering your character, especially when you're in a narrow corridor being chased by all sorts of ghosts, yeah. it's quite difficult. But uh I don't think that takes too much away from the game itself is the narrative and the story around this mountain, Mount Ekami, that you are kind of drawn to in the game. And it's yeah, the just center of the game essentially and it's got very interesting lore and it's real experience. And, I mean, if you're a horror fan <laughs> and you've enjoyed any of the Older Fates of games, definitely pick it up.
0: Is it like a like a jump scare fest? Is it like more of like a like a slow burn towards a scare?
1: That's the thing about it, is it gives you a bit of best of both worlds. Um, it does have a few really good jump scares. They didn't feel cheap or anything and it will um, have you jumping out of your skin at times, but sometimes it is a real slow burn and you're just exploring Mm. this insanely creepy environment or shrine or whatever it is, just waiting for the next ghost to jump out at you. And sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does and there's just some really scary ghosts to encounter and learn about. One interesting mechanic uh, that I would like to talk about is there's, it's called fatal glance where, once you defeat the ghost while it's kind of dying is you can walk up to it and touch it and it'll sort of play a flashback to show you this poor ghost's uh, really grisly story, how it became a ghost. And and yeah, it's some of the things you'll see in that game are quite gruesome and terrifying. So yeah, (laughs) not for the faint um, of heart.
0: This remaster, is it only for Switch or did they remaster it for other consoles as well
1: oh that's a good point you bring up it's available on playstation xbox pc it's opened it up so i think it'll do well and hopefully it will pave the way for a new fatal frame game um hopefully with better controls
0: (laughs) i assumed it was coming to other consoles because i know the original wii version of this game had nintendo skins in it like Dead. you could uh, you could play the entire game dressed up as Zero suit samus or even like yeah <laughs> princess daisy i believe
1: it did and of course those skins aren't in the cross-platform version mm-hmm. that we have now so yeah hard luck but they didn't really add much to the game and their loss doesn't really take too much away from it either so
0: yeah. uh <laughs> is, is it a is it a full price remaster or do you know if it's going for a bit less
1: to be honest I'm not entirely sure. I mean, yeah. I did get a review copy of it. Mm-hmm. So I
0: don't think it's... Yeah, most remasters usually better. come about like 20, 30 bucks cheaper sometimes than the full-priced games. So,
2: How long is it, Mark? Is it a long game?
1: I think it'll take you about 14 hours to get through the campaign. So it's decent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there like a multiple endings or is it just like a pretty linear adventure you're going on? scary adventure It does
1: have multiple endings uh depending on yeah there are choices you can make throughout the campaign so there are variety of endings you can choose but it is chapter based so i think once you unlock a chapter you can just go back and replay it and
0: very cool what was your make uh a different choice? do you want to ruin your score or do you want to incentivize people to go read the review
1: well <clears throat> i'll ruin my score i mean i gave it a <laughs> solid seven uh it's far from perfect, but I think the world building was just incredible. I really enjoyed it um, for that, mostly. The characters did kind of feel flat in some ways, but they, to me, weren't really the main attraction. And like I said in my review, is it's more about the mountain and all the culture and history about the mountain than the characters. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I yeah. really had a good time with it
0: something about eastern influenced horror is always the most fascinating to me like um especially like the idea of going up an icy mountain and finding horror there um that sounds really cool and there actually aren't that many like scary games coming out this year around halloween so i'm sure a lot of people will buy it and pick it up uh for the next few days um well, so the next thing i want to go into i just want to kind of i beat Kana, bridge of spirits a couple of days ago and i still think that game is really really good It looks fantastic the music is beautiful um i beat it in about nine hours and i wish there was maybe like three hours longer because well the story was really good it kind of started throwing a lot of information in the last couple hours of dialogue that didn't really i didn't really have enough time to process and then the next thing i knew the credits were rolling um (laughs) yeah it was a bit rushed and it feels like it was good and I'm, I'm it's it's nothing too crazy. It's just I don't know enough about the character and how she got to where she was at the beginning of the game. Like the first hour or first half an hour of Kana is you play as her and you walk into this village and something's going wrong. And the whole game is you trying to solve uh, the corruption behind this village and why everyone's missing from it. But you have no context about what she was doing. 20 minutes before she walked into this forest. What was her adventure? Yeah, what was her story? Um, who are her friends, who are her family? Um, so I wish that there was a bit more narrative story there. I also wish the game was a bit funnier, which is not something I say about a lot of games.
1: You did say you wished it didn't take itself so seriously at times.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because Kana is emulating what I feel good comparing to like Araya and the last dragon or even um, Maya and the three just came out. And that kind of reminds me of it. A lot of those kids movies have more humor in them in general, where Kena presents itself as a kid's movie, but it takes itself very, very seriously throughout. Um, I also want to say the last boss fight took me about two and a half hours and maybe about 15 deaths.
1: 12 <laughs> hour game two of that was
0: was me <laughs> dying was. yeah <laughs> um i slung mark last week right at the end mm-hmm. i slung mark that is very dark soulsy some of the bosses in this game and just say you died a lot also similar to dark souls you have limited healing items during a boss fight um so you can only heal for the last boss i could only heal twice and even when i did wow. heal it was about 30 to 40 percent of my health bar so um you got to be in the right mindset you have to memorize every attack pattern every like wind up and what that could mean for what he's about to do um and there is one not run what i
2: thought Kena was N- gonna be like
0: <laughs> no because i was, was gonna d- buy
2: it and i thought because there's just too many games coming i i thought it would be like a like you said like a cutesy disney type thing mm-hmm. not a, a cute dark souls like, game oh,
1: fun yeah kind of yeah. yeah action experience
2: yeah i
0: think uh i think dark souls but cuter is a very good way of describing <laughs> this game <laughs> there's like less death and stuff though i actually uh, I would, yeah there's still death and stuff in there but i really enjoyed it i have a few like a few things that didn't sit well with me near the end but overall i thought it was a satisfying journey um i think just experiencing i'd say if anybody ever wanted to watch like the story cut scenes on youtube i'd recommend it because it plays well as a short film that you're kind of uh playing along with I suppose
1: it would benefit from less frustrating boss fights.
0: Maybe. Yeah, and you know what? There, there is a difficulty uh, setting that you can change at any time, and I refuse to change it to the easier setting. So
2: <laughs> I do that. You got that far, yeah.
1: As well,
0: as well. I if I made it to to the last boss on the medium difficulty, I should be able to beat the last boss. But um, so there are difficulty settings you can change. I think the easiest is storyteller mode, where it's for people who are just there for the story, and okay. then. Um, the mode I was playing was like a uh, story player kind of thing, where you're more in the story. You're more interactive with everything. kena really good. It will probably not crack my top five of the year, maybe top 10, but I enjoyed it overall. And then Jessica, you're also playing a game that I believe is called Visage.
2: I believe it's called that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, because it's coming up the Halloween. I thought I'd play a, a new game. It was on Game Pass um and it is heavily inspired by pt so
1: a lot that's always good
2: yeah (laughs) a lot of creepy going down corridors and um i actually played it in in the daylight but i did put my Mm -hmm. headphones on and it scared the crap out of me (laughs) it is so good at doing both jump scares and just like really creepy sounds like the whole setup is you, you kind of don't know what's going on at the beginning. You're in this creepy house. You're mm. going through a door. Phone's ringing. All these strange noises. And then over time, uh, like P- just PT things start happening. Like weird sounds. The light's going off. You see someone down a corridor. Um, but the way they set it up, uh, like little horror set pieces, I guess. Like I just walked into a laundry room and suddenly there was... A naked woman on a bunch of blood. <laughs>
1: like, wow.
2: Okay, I'll just close that door and somewhere else.
1: <laughs> so more of a occupied. slow burn, then.
2: Yeah, and then occasionally the lights will go out, and you're like, "Oh my god, you you need a you need to have a candle lit, or so your sanity goes down."
1: Mm. Um,
2: I've only played. I haven't actually even completed a chapter. It's you find items and you go into a chapter to try and explore someone's story. Okay. Um. Oh, but the other thing about it is that it's it warns you at the beginning as well it's a very difficult puzzle game which I usually like but I have not been able to solve like one of the big puzzles in it so oh, wow I feel like it would be quite a, a long game
1: okay so you're still busy with it and yeah that sounds very interesting to me I love that kind of slow burn and especially puzzle oriented gameplay
2: <laughs> I did like it and I love puzzles as well but these ones just seem... At least, for I'm not very difficult.
0: I'm, I'm looking at the images right now, and this game looks like terrifying. Um, it, does. it does. It looks great. <laughs> yeah. It also looks like also looks like really high quality. Like I'm looking at um, a photo of like the living room or whatever, and the textures look really good. Like it looks like a a good looking game.
2: Yeah, it holds up well to like games of, like PT and just, like not quite on level of like Resident Evil and that. But um, I also forgot to say as well, it's it's getting an update on Series X. It was just announced today, which I saw. It's getting a 60 frames per second 4K mode um, and faster load times as well. So it was a good time to pick it up if anybody wanted a terrifying experience.
0: And you said that was on Game Pass, right?
2: Yeah, Game
1: Pass. I love Game Pass. Um, But Mm -hmm. you
0: mentioned a sanity
1: mechanic. So I just wanted to Mm -hmm. ask, how does that work? How does that affect the game?
2: Uh, So if you're in the dark for too long your sanity meter will um, go up and if it's like this little symbol at the bottom left hand corner it's a brain going redder and if your sanity level gets too high uh, paranormal events will start to happen so it gets scarier um, when your sanity meter drops but you can take uh, pills that you find. To lower your oh, sanity, just... and it's also got, sorry, survival <laughs> horror mechanics to it. So you have to try and balance your light source and your pills whenever things are okay. going creepy.
1: That uh, takes me a little bit back to Fatal Frame. It also has a similar mechanic. Uh, it's called uh, wetness, which is, you know, uh, the more there's a lot of water and stuff on the mountain that I was talking about, and the more wet your character is, the more vulnerable you are to attacks, the more. Um, yeah, likely you are to encounter ghosts and things like that as well. So
2: yeah,
1: interesting. So mechanic I quite liked. So visage sounds really cool. I'd like to do make you. That up.
0: Do you naturally dry off as you walk, or do you have to like find a towel?
1: You do. Uh, <laughs> there, there is a item as well. It's called purifying embers that you can use to dry yourself off. And if once you reach like the maximum level of wetness is it starts to damage you over time. So. That's quite bad.
0: That That's interesting. That's awesome. um, anyway. Yeah. Was there any other thoughts on a uh, visage you wanted to throw out there? That looks like a game that I will probably never play. It, looks like <laughs> it might be too much for me.
2: It is very scary, but maybe, um, well, no, even a playthrough would be scary if you watch someone. Um, although it, it sometimes the tension is let down a little bit whenever you're stuck in a room for, I think I was stuck in a room for an hour trying to solve a puzzle.
0: Yeah. Are there uh, like... Are there like safe rooms like Resident Evil where you are safe in certain areas of the house? But I've
2: not came across. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always in danger. Yeah. Always in danger.
0: All right. Well, those are the games that we have been playing this week. We started with Guardians of the Galaxy. We talked about Fatal Frame, Maiden of the Black Water, Kana Bridge of Spirits, and some Fissage at the very end there. We are now going to segue into the news and i think that we're gonna just kind of get the bad news out of the way first and then escalate to something more cheery to talk about because our first couple of news items revolve around blizzard and activision which is something i haven't talked about too much in the podcast because it's not great stuff to talk about but there is some pretty important stuff happening right now around the company um i want to start with just the first thing that happened this week which was in the game Overwatch. Uh, one of the original characters has been named mccree uh that character was named after a problematic developer at blizzard who has recently left the company as he was one of the people who was in the infamous crosby suite um overwatch Mm -hmm. has decided to change that character's name from mccree to cole cassidy and i think it's worth mentioning they're not just doing it as like a patch and ignoring it they're making it like a story event that um mccree is losing his name as the cowboy he's kind of evolving as a human being and going back to cole cassidy um i I don't really have like any opinions on this i think it's a good step forward i don't know if it's the best step that blizzard could take right now um i don't know what do you guys think
2: they needed a story then i didn't know that actually i thought it was just a straight up name change and costume change
0: yeah they're making it like a character event where like the character has decided to scrap the name McCree and now he's becoming Cole Cassidy. Um, It it was a pretty big patch because they had to get all the voice actors to come back. Any line they had that said McCree, they now have to say Cole. Um, And there's a lot of voice actors, a lot of characters in that game. So it's taking them a lot of work to do this one small thing. Um, I don't hate the name Cole Cassidy. It'll take some getting used to, but what do you think, Mark?
1: Well, of course, they would want to distance himself themselves from an event or Mm -hmm. story like that. So I think it is possibly Mm. the best way they could deal with it rather than having that sort of specter hanging over them. But then again, they could have just patched it in, changed everything and not really said anything about it. So probably uh, having a story to it and something like that, you know, is the best way forward.
0: Because uh, Overwatch has dropped like those Pixar-like animated stories for their character introductions. I believe they're working on a new one of those to help with the re- reveal of Cole Cassidy over McCree. So they're, they're really going all in on marketing this thing as well as like trying to make it canonical in the story as well. Um, that was kind of the smaller of the two stories we had for Blizzard. The other one is that just a few days ago, they have decided to cancel blizzcon 2022 which i think is probably the better idea that they've had recently yeah. um, this company yeah. has been in hot water for a long time and i feel like throwing a celebration of blizzard would be not the right image or the right message to send to people right now
1: i definitely think that keeping a low profile for them is the best thing they can do just Buckle down and work on the games and hopefully they'll be good when they eventually come out.
0: Mm-hmm. It's one thing as well, because a lot of people have left Blizzard recently. Like almost every week, I feel like I read about another, you know, head of legal department or their HR team leaving the, the company. So I feel like they're a little understaffed right now. And I feel like what they probably need to do is just focus on the games and making those games as good as they can be. Yeah, Um, yeah.
2: two biggest ones they've announced, but um, haven't got a date for anything. I think it's Diablo Four and Overwatch Two, and Diablo Four recently just got a new director, I believe.
0: Because um, um, the the previous director for Diablo Four was the aforementioned McCree guy.
2: Wasn't him? Okay, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: right. Oh wow. Um, There is that.
0: Oh, sorry.
2: Hmm? Yeah, I just Uh. just agree (laughs) agree with with Kyle, but uh, as well as keeping a low profile and trying to slatter the news for bad things and not celebrating them that they should probably like you said mark focus on their games and getting the structure together especially if they, like you said kyle got so many new people working on them
0: like oh, jessica well. <laughs> like jessica was saying as well the only two games they have announced right now are overwatch 2 and uh diablo 4 i don't really know if you can have a big blizzcon around two games
1: no i was gonna say didn't they also recently release uh patch for or a major update for world of warcraft or am i really missing that buzz
0: <laughs> they might have i am uh i'm not on the <laughs> world of warcraft measures boards very often i'm out of loop on the uh what's going on there i feel like every couple of days i sign into my news sites and i see x happened at blizzard blizzard shredded documents you know yeah. Yeah. it's just been a it's been a bad year and i think that the best thing they could do is stay out of the spotlight regroup reassemble appease your employees demands and then maybe go from there. Um, Definitely. So that's it for blizzard. Get out of here, blizzard. We don't want to talk about you anymore. Um, no. Let's talk about something fun, like halo infinite's new campaign trailer. Woo. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm going to let you guys take the lead. I'm the guy who's never had an Xbox. I went to a friend's house to play halo multiplayer. I've played maybe the first hour of halo 2's campaign, but that's about it for me so um what you guys think about the new campaign trailer
1: well uh, from what maybe. i've seen of it it looks quite exciting um i'm just excited for a cool new halo game but mm-hmm. yeah what do you think Chase?
2: Uh, yeah just i agree kind of... i kind of um dropped off halo um with the 343 games mm-hmm. halo 3 was i logged back into my um my account with them and i i realized that i played over a thousand hours of halo 3 and i didn't know wow. um, i loved it so much um and then kind of fell off it a little bit and then just everything about this campaign trailer has made me so excited to go back and do it yeah. especially the hijacking a banshee from another banshee <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so cool
0: yeah like i was saying right. as somebody who is usually outside of the halo circle when i watched this trailer i was like oh oh shit this this looks like halo yeah In a way that I feel like when I watched the Halo 5 trailer and stuff, I was like, oh, this looks like something different, but this feels like old-school Halo in the best way possible. Well,
1: yeah, Halo, something I really loved about it was um, just the online play, really. The campaigns were great always, full of action and interesting stories, and I think my best one, I don't know about you guys, but my favorite was Halo Reach. Um, Yeah, That was my favorite. Um, And, yeah, the... Multiplayer. One of my favorite games was the the Griff Ball, where you just had like minimal weapons, and you just—it was almost like basketball in a way. I just loved. Playing I think I ever
2: played just, that one. Actually, was that in Reach?
1: I loved it. You just yeah. go and smash people. I think it was on most of the Halo multiplayers, but it was fun.
2: <laughs> so it's fun. I did like all the weird playlists they had. Like I used to do Oddball all the time on Halo Three, mm-hmm. and. You're like you said, just strange stuff. We'd be in a match with you could only use shotguns or snipers at one point, and then or if there's a skull for one of them. you bash them with skulls? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Halo is great. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, a
1: lot of fun.
0: Like Jessica was saying, uh, one of the things that stands out in this trailer is the use of the grappling hook. Like that looks like a lot of fun to you. This is the first time Halo has used like a grappling hook feature, right?
2: That I yep. know of.
0: Yeah. I feel like grappling oh. hooks are everywhere now with Battlefield, Far Cry, like I feel like every game is incorporating the the grapple hook.
1: I think even Doom Eternal, no, no, uh, Doom Eternal had mm-hmm. that grappling hook kind of It's like it that year
2: where everybody had a bow in their game, now everyone's got a grapple. Yeah. Hook yep. <laughs> the new thing. Yep.
0: 2 years from now it's going to be like a javelin for some reason javelins are big.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm happy that it is a grapple hook big grapple hook fans since uh zeldo of time days so
0: absolutely and like you're saying and i'm I, I don't know what they're called what are the flying ships called in halo
2: i think it's banshee
0: the
1: banshee those banshees is and the ghosts are those little
2: yes the wasps are the um UNSC oh. ones whatever
0: oh I just remember seeing that in the trailer when I watched it this morning, The Wasp. But like, just seeing the footage of like Master Chief on the ground, shooting up into the sky, kicking somebody out of their vehicle, and then starting to yeah. ride it. like yeah. That looks like it'll be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Can't wait to replicate yeah. that.
0: Um, they also talked yeah. about maybe how this is going to be the first Halo where you can take down missions in any order you want. Were previous Halo games, are they all fairly linear in terms of the campaign? Like, one yeah. level? Level 1-2? Level 1-3?
2: yeah that you you could go in and uh, jump into them at any time as well kind of like a chapter like jump Mm. into this one and do um legendary or co-op or and it would record your thing so yeah it it looks looks very different i'm excited for it though
0: yeah yeah i have to say like does that intrigue you or do you prefer like more of a linear campaign or would you rather be able to do whatever missions you want in whatever order
2: Uh, i don't know about mark but i think maybe they need to do something a little different because Mm. like i said i fell off halo 4 and 5 it just Kind. Of, I never did really play the multiplayer, so I can't judge it, but the campaigns just really didn't do it for me. It was the same stuff as before, mm-hmm. whereas kind of incorporating more... looks like it's got a little bit more RPG elements as well of the upgrades and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's intriguing me at the moment.
0: Yeah, and the best thing about it is that it will come out to Game Pass. So yeah. for most yeah. people, we don't have to drop 90 bucks for it. We'll be able to kind of just pick it up and play it when it comes out.
1: to love Game Pass. I mean, well, um, yeah, it's... I don't know how I feel about the playing levels in whichever order you choose. I kind of like the linear vibe because it tells kind of a story as it goes. But yeah, we'll see how it goes, I
0: think. Yeah, I I think if they do it right, it could be really well done. I just don't want Halo to start feeling like an Assassin's Creed or a Far Cry where it's kind of bloated. It's like an open world that looks really pretty, but it's also bloated with kind of... uh, samey missions that you're doing over and over again exactly I their content.
2: see people send this online and actually I totally get where they're coming from if people are talking about Far Cry being too bloated and samey and then Halo's incorporating stuff from Ubisoft games like I get yeah. why people will be a little bit reticent about it yeah
0: yeah um, but that game is coming out very soon I believe or I believe and, uh, they have a separate release for the multiplayer in the campaign
2: I can't remember actually I know uh, I know our campaign's coming out uh, 5th of December um, oh,
0: okay oh that's I soon thought
2: they were launching together though but not sure
0: yeah that's i think with uh disappointing yeah with with COVID and stuff and i feel that's like true. they they showed the game last year and i think they got a lot of negative reception to the first trailer so i think that they had to re- redo some of the aspects of the campaign that people were um complaining about online but either way, that game is coming up very soon. It looks very good. That trailer, like the lighting and the animation of Master Chief's body armor looks fantastic. Um, our next news story, there is a surprise drop this week. A little company named Niantic, you might know behind a game called Pokemon Go, uh, has re collaborated with Nintendo to release a new game called Pikmin Bloom. Uh, Pikmin Bloom is similar to Pokemon Go, where it's a game that wants you to be outside walking around your neighborhood. And the difference between Pokemon go and Pikmin is that you'll be working together with your community to kind of grow a giant garden in your city or your hometown or a place that you're visiting. Um, my initial take is that I don't think this will be anywhere as big as Pokemon go <laughs> when it comes out. I, I love Pikmin, but I do feel like it's a lot more niche. And from what I saw from the trailer, it doesn't really look as fun. It kind of reminds me of one of those um, Street Pass games from from the 3DS era. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about this Pikmin Bloom stuff?
1: Have you seen anything on it, Mark? Well, from my side, I have seen the trailer and it does look interesting, but like I said, it is very niche. And I know a lot of people that still play Pokemon Go Uh, It's come a long way over the last few years. Mm -hmm. But it does have that enduring popularity of Pokemon, which is the biggest media franchise in the world, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure people will still um, play it and enjoy it. I can see the attraction here. Uh, You said it's uh, more of a cooperative thing than you're competing with other teams and stuff like you do in Pokemon Mm -hmm. Go. So that might be a unique twist that'll really... Draw some people, but I guess we'll see when it comes out.
0: Yeah, I think only available
1: in the US at the moment. I think.
0: I think it came out Australia and New Zealand a few days ago, and I believe it came out in North America like two days ago. So it's slowly dropping into all the markets right now. Um, I think one thing that Pokemon Go really had going for it was when it came out five years ago or whenever they only dropped the first 150 Pokemon. And to this day, they're still adding the new Pokemon. They're still adding um, some of the features from the newer Pokemon games into Pokemon Go, where Pikmin doesn't really have that longevity in terms of a service. Like, they're dropping it now, and there isn't really new Pikmin content to release in the future. Like, they're dropping, you know, all six variations of the Pikmin variety. Um, Is that it? <laughs> I think so. There's like red, yellow, blue, rock, fairy, and purple. I could be missing some.
2: The game, game? <laughs> Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. I feel like if I wanted Nintendo to make another collaboration with Niantic, I'm trying to think of what I would have wanted. A Metroid game would have been hard to do. <laughs> A Metroid,
2: yeah. AR game, yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: um, even like Mario. Maybe in places
1: like, like, maybe places like Japan it's going to be quite popular. I don't know. Yeah.
0: You're very right, actually.
1: And to it be fair, be. I,
2: I do like AR games. Like, I give all the popular ones go, but i've not stuck with any like i have pokemon go i come back mm-hmm. to it if i yeah, go for a walk same. or something yeah if um if pikmin did do something different and if it was fun to play it although because it's not so popular i don't have any friends who would download pikmin bloom with me
1: yeah
2: um i feel like it would be a bit harder to try and do the cooperative stuff on my end anyway
0: i like just reading uh... a look
1: at it at least
0: yeah, I'll, it, it's free. I'll download it. I'll try it. Um, I'm just reading like a little bit of a, the blurb right here. Uh, the game involves going on daily walks to find seedlings, plucking Pikmin from seedlings after they grow, feeding them nectar, and collecting their petals to plant them later on. So, kind of feels like you're in this cycle of walking, finding, feeding, planting, rinse and repeat. So,
2: virtual gardening. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll see yeah. how long. We'll see how long you know that lives up they might update it to add more features but i kind of think pikmin is a weird one to go for for this collaboration
1: yeah well, i agree is pikmin 4 not in development maybe it's almost it's like rumored. a build up to yeah i'm sure it's in development somewhere in the i don't know the like the janitor's closet of nintendo or something i don't
0: know <laughs> i think you uh, somewhere in the world right now miyamoto is sitting cross legged in a garden Playing with like rocks and plants, trying to figure out the idea for his next big game. <laughs> um anything is possible with that Anything Anything's possible.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm a all buy it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's Pikmin Go or Pikmin not Pikmin Go, Pikmin Bloom. <laughs> oh boy. Um well, maybe next week, maybe I'll download it this week and play around with it a bit so I can talk about it a bit more with an opinion next week. Um the last news story that we have is this week, Sony dropped a state of play, but it was third-party focused. So there was no Horizon Zero Dawn. There was no Last of Us multiplayer information. It was all third-party stuff. Um, I'm going to go through the list of games they announced. And then if any of these stand out, we can uh, stop down and talk about them. The first game was called Death First Let It Die, which I believe Let It Die was a... It was a game franchise made by Suda51. Um, I've always heard about it oh, on really? podcasts and stuff, but I've never actually played Let It Die.
2: Me either. That
1: but, does sound like something he would come up with.
0: <laughs> yeah, when I was watching the trailer for this new game, it it had the character design of one of his games. Um, it looks like a Battle Royale kind of game. Like I said, I didn't get too much from the trailer for it. It has really cool characters uh, unique power ups. I think they said it's going to be PvP as well as PvE. So we'll see how that goes. They also announced um, this one's weird. Did you guys watch the trailer for this We Are OFK? Yeah. Game?
2: You know what? It kind of reminded me of how when I watch trailers for like Life is Strange games, where I just don't think they trailer well. Like you can't mm-hmm. get across why the game would be good, but yet when you play it, you're like, oh, okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the same vibes I was getting with We Are OFK.
0: I'm a I'm a big fan of these like narrative kind of branching decision kind of games but yeah I agree with you that they don't always work on trailers they don't want to spoil any of the big moments but they also have to try and advertise yeah. I also know like this this game like th- this is an actual band that's releasing music as well I believe is it? I believe oh, at wow. the game, I think at the game awards last year they had like a virtual concert and then at the end of the concert they're like oh also we're making a game
2: Oh yeah, their um, indie 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 pop band OFK teams up with the co designer of Hyper Light Drifter.
1: Oh really? Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, Hyper Light Drifter. That was a what? cool game.
2: <laughs> that was in the description for the in the state of play PlayStation blog, yeah. Which they didn't. Even didn't read that in the trailer
0: that? <laughs> I think in the trailer they said it was a biopic. Like it's a, it's an interactive biopic, which is okay. very strange. Because <laughs> am, am I creating the 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 path this band went on to? find success like i don't know yeah. it seems interesting I'll, I'll play it for sure um i just don't know if it trailered well and i think it'll be something that once you sit down and play it you'll know if it's for you or not but it does seem to have like kind of like a uh night in the woods-esque humor to it um oh. after that one did either of you guys play bug snacks last year
1: i did not but it looked very cute and uh some of the people in like the discords I frequent and things like that. We're very excited and really enjoyed it. So I'm sure that kind of those kinds of people will be very excited about some DLC. Yeah. I never so, played it,
2: but I watched mm. my housemate play the entire thing and yeah. it, it's so delightful. It's
0: British such bunger. a yeah, bunger, bunger, bunger.
2: <laughs> bunger bunger, bunger. Uh,
0: <laughs> So they announced um a new free update. So this is not paid DLC. They're gonna update this early 2022. Um, with the Isle of Big Snacks. So, I don't it's know just... if this DLC takes place before or after the end of the game. Without getting into spoilers, it makes the most sense that this takes place before the end of Bug Snacks. Um, but essentially, you and your crew of adventurers find a new island, and all the Bug Snacks you find there are double to triple the size that they normally should be. So, looks like you'll be solving puzzles. Oh, wow. You'll be playing with new items to try and shrink them down so you can catch them. Um, yeah, it looks cool. More bug snacks. I'm I'm hungry for more. So, <laughs> also the <laughs> the music in that game is fantastic. And I think they said they're adding new new music it from uh, from Caro Caro Bonito into the game. So that'll be that'll be very cool. Uh, for the first time in my life, I'm thinking about playing a Five Night at Freddy's game. Because this new one looks kind of decent. Am I wrong, yeah, Mark? It's half between. It's, I'm kind of
1: not sure what it's trying to do. <laughs> um, Has to there honest. ever been a...
0: I, I never played... Like I know about this series, obviously. How do you ignore the Five Night at Freddy's conversation? Um, I never played one. But this seems like the first one where you are actually exploring the place you're protecting. And it looks like almost like a i don't know it's like a a light core resident evil village it's like a first person horror game you're stuck in this confined area you're being stalked by four maybe five animatronics it looks goofy and fun
1: yeah Yeah, animatronics have a creep factor to them as well so
2: (laughs) definitely yeah even when they're cutesy cartoony graphics they just look creepy
0: (laughs) yeah I think it was like uh, I think two weeks ago I watched this dumb movie with Nicolas Cage called uh, Willy's Wonderland.
2: <laughs> I've not seen it yet, but it looks oh. straight rep off, but also amazing.
0: <laughs> it is it is so dumb, and Nicolas Cage doesn't speak for the entire movie. He's a quiet protagonist. Really?
2: It's,
0: yeah, it's so funny. Sound interesting? Um, <laughs> but this, this game looks like the best way I could rep- I could emulates that Nicolas Cage movie, so I might do it. Um, At one point in the trailer, you see your character hopping into a giant mech suit to fight the animatronics. So, I don't know. It looks kind of fun. Right after Five Night at Freddy's Security Breach, um, a port of Death's Door is coming to console. One of the probably highest praised games of this year that I've heard of. I have not played Death's Door yet, but the fact that it's coming to PS4, PS5 will probably help me finally boot it up and start playing it
1: well it's not often that games don't come to playstation so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah (laughs) getting some of your own back after the god of war ports and what have you but it does look like a very good game i haven't played it myself
0: yeah jessica you haven't played death's door at all
2: i actually only realized on this conference that it was it was out on series x as well as pc so i was an idiot because i really wanted to play it i wanted to play it on console so i'm glad that playstation mentioned it coming to playstation so i could uh play it on my xbox (laughs) yeah
0: and for for those who don't know um death's door is like a top-down souls-like where you play as i believe a crow who's trying to kind of claim the souls of people who are overdue in paying their due as it goes but i've heard good things i can't wait to play that I'm not going to spend much time on this next one at all. They announced a game called Cart uh, kart Rider Drift that looks like another cart riding game. I still have Mario Kart 8 on my Switch. I'm good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh,
1: there's so many uh, like almost off-brand cart games. But mm-hmm. We'll just stick to what we know, I guess.
0: Well, Mario Kart 8 <laughs> has been around for a long time. They redid um, the Crash racing game a couple of years ago. Crash Nitro Kart, I think it's called. That was called.
1: fun.
2: I played that one, yeah.
0: Um, they just recently announced that Final Fantasy Kart Racer game. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of weird. Um, I didn't add it to the news, but there is a big rumor right now of Warner Brothers wanting to start their own Smash Bros. clone. Which... Well. Of course, Nickelode- Nickelodeon All-Stars just came out and they had their Yeah,
2: yeah You know, they well, they get make fun of all the time. But for some reason, whenever I hear about this stuff, I'm like, yeah, I'll play it. I want to yeah. see SpongeBob beat up <laughs> Nigel Thornberry. I'll, I'll watch. Uh, I'll watch
0: uh, Gandalf fight Harry Potter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I really do. I'm
0: sure they yeah.
1: <laughs> could probably be a whole podcast on uh, what Warner Brothers could do as a Smash Bros. kind of knockoff.
0: Yeah. I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago. If they if anybody saw NBA Jam two, or not NBA Jam, why do I keep doing that? Space Jam two.
2: Yeah.
0: If anybody yeah. saw Space Jam two and looked at the background, you got a huge roster of characters to choose yeah. from for I our saw, fighting games.
2: <laughs> I saw the nun from the the Conjuring universe in there and <laughs> you can have the
0: dudes from Clockwork oh, wow. Orange teaming yeah. up. <laughs> I mean I think it's I mean- weird that it's 2021, and right now we're seeing so many spin-offs of Nintendo's famous IPs that have been around for 30-plus years. Like, right now we're seeing a lot of kart racers. We're seeing a lot of platform fighting games. Um, next thing you know, we're going to see a bunch of uh, paintball turf war games coming out soon. It's just uh, kind of interesting. Uh, they're launching a beta for King of Fighters 15. I never played King of Fighters. I've always been more of a Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter kind of guy. Uh, Mark, do you have any history with King of Fighters?
1: Not a lot, but it is one of the you know main fighting game series. Um, yeah, I don't know much to say about it. I played some of the older ones before. Um, but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't get too excited about it, but there are a lot of hardcore fans and I'm sure there's a lot of tournaments that still go on around the world. So I'm sure a lot of people will be excited about it. I would try it out, definitely. Um, I guess it's not... You know, if it was on something like uh, Game Pass, for instance, but...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. With a year uh, a year like this one where we have Guilty Gear Strive and some really good fighting games coming out, it's hard for someone or any series like King of Fighters to leave an impression at the moment. Um, the next game they announced is actually a brand new game called First Class Trouble, if you subscribe to PS Plus, this game will be free to pick up on November 2nd, I believe. And it really feels like Among Us is leaving an impact on gaming. It's a social deduction game where one person is playing as a um, as a murderer. They're trying to kill everybody else that you're playing as. And I believe that they're trying to pin the blame on somebody else. or trying to pass as a human. Um it it does look like kind of a different take on the Among Us formula. Do you guys have any takes on this one?
1: I like. It gives style. me a bit of a yeah. It gives me if you've ever played that board game Cluedo, it gives me yeah. that kind of vibe. Yeah. In a way, because I see a nurse and a bunch of different characters, you know, doing their thing. I do like this kind of thing, uh, the social deduction. Oh yeah, you're gonna build your own costumes and things, but. The manga style, to me, it was just a little bit too um, flat and simple. Mm -hmm. I know it was like a cult, I don't know, or smash hit, basically. But I think there's a lot of room for this kind of game, Um, and seeing something a bit more, I don't know, higher, well, graphically uh, better looking. So yeah, I'd definitely try this one out.
0: Yeah, the biggest difference I can see from Among Us to this is just the style of this game. Like, it's more of a third person. Um, You're more in, like, 3D rendered environments and settings trying to trick people into putting a fork into a toaster or something. I'm not sure exactly what you're doing in this game. Um, I had a great time playing Among Us last year during a pandemic when it was kind of, like, the main form of communication between me and some friends. Um, That time has kind kind of gone away. Like, we're not looking for reasons to hang out online as much anymore but this game looks fun i'll i'll give it a shot it's gonna be free to download like i said if you own ps plus um another game i don't have a lot to say about they also announced star ocean the divine force um star ocean has been around for 25 years and to celebrate the announcement uh there's a new game coming out to ps5 and ps4 next year i'd never played star ocean um when this trailer started playing, I thought they were porting like Xenoblade Chronicles to Sony for some reason had that style to it. Um but yeah, no, I don't have much more to say about Star Ocean.
1: Well, yeah. um <laughs> yeah, like you said, Star Ocean's been around for <clears throat> well, I think the first one came out back in the nineties. So and it's always been one of those um yeah, series that's Kind of got um forgotten because of games like Final like Fantasy con- and I think
0: anyway. Mm. Do
2: they continue a story or is it like Final Fantasy where it's a different story everyone?
0: That's a good question. Um I think it might be like uh. Star Ocean might be more of a universe and most games are probably their own self contained story. That's a guess yeah. on my part. <clears throat> I don't recognize oh, a lot I'm of the sorry. characters in this trailer. Like I've seen trailers for Star Ocean games before, and these ones look new or at least different than ones I've seen before. Um, I also think Star Ocean is probably a lot more popular in um, like Japan and stuff, and it is at least over where I am. It's probably why I don't hear a lot of people talking about Star Ocean where uh, where I live. But it could be huge for at least the Eastern audience.
2: Yeah, and I um, guess they keep making
0: me. them. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: I'd pick it up. I mean, I'd like something different. I've played, you know, most of the Final Fantasies. I love a good JRPG. So, this looks like something I'd like to try. I would like to know more about it, though. Mm-hmm. It's something different from the usual. I didn't really enjoy the last Final Fantasy. The next one looks a lot better, but this might be a nice sort of stopgap between the two. So,.
0: yeah Yeah. definitely and there wasn't a release date for this one it could be an announcement for a game that we see in 2026 for all we know but time will tell there's one last game they decided to end their showcase on uh it's a game i've i'm really i'm looking forward to called little devil inside um it appears to be a little bit decisive on the internet or divisive anyway in terms of people don't seem to like the style people don't really know what the game is about but the way they've dropped these trailers i'm i'm hooked i want to know more about this game um it looks like you're playing as a uh as a warrior going to fulfill different kind of missions throughout this world the world itself looks like um little toys walking on a on a handmade map you may have made as a kid they're like miniatures almost
1: yeah a little diorama it reminds me a bit yeah. of i uh, don't know if you know about Um, I don't. They released that. It's the original creator of Final Fantasy. He made a iOS game not so long ago called Fantasian. Mm -hmm. And he used dioramas, like physical dioramas. And then it looks very similar in style to that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Um, There's a lot happening in this trailer. At one point you're fishing. At one point you're like in this intense combat sequence in the snow. I like a game that offers a lot of ideas in one package maybe not so much like normal heroes 3 where i thought it was too many variations of the same thing but the style at least looks cohesive in that it's going to stay like the same style throughout the entire game um i think it looks really cool um don't have much more to say until i know more about the game itself but little devil inside i think it's coming out next year the one game i wanted to see in this showcase that they didn't show was stray the one where you play as the cat
2: yeah
0: uh, <laughs> that's the one i want the most information for that's the one i want to play as soon as possible it looks really cool like a cyberpunk cat game yeah. exactly up my up my tree
2: it feels like they yeah that does two names out of a hat yeah <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was it for our new segment this week there's a lot happening um as we wind down 2021 i assume a lot more announcements will be be made for 2022 releases um the game awards are coming up in about a month or so so we'll get a ton of announcements through that but to end off our show it is halloween season uh at the time of, of recording it's october 29th so we're not there yet um but the panel and myself have decided to recommend three games to the audience that if you're going to play one game for halloween you should play one of these ones for sure um jessica this is your first week on the show would you want to go first with with your number three pick
2: yeah um so i kind of put an obscure one in here well maybe it is maybe you guys have heard of it um it's called daymare 1998 daymare yeah. Okay, <laughs> um so it's uh, you might probably know. heard of um it started as a Resident Evil 2 remake. Oh a fan remake. Um and then obviously when okay. Capcom announced theirs, uh, they actually invited this team who was doing it over to their uh, headquarters and I think it was Osaka. Okay. Um, it basically told them uh, don't make that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but but they did help them out and it was like produced by the director of Resident Evil 3. Oh, wow. Um, it's a really small studio. I think it's like 12 people. It's called Invader Studios. And it's it's trying to emulate what Resident Evil was like in the 90s. So those survival horror elements of resource management, and it's not zombies. I can't remember what they call them in this, but it's a weird virus that gets lists. It's, it's very, oh, um, yeah, dedicated to Resident Evil. Um, their whole tagline is doing horror the 90s way. is um, <laughs> is it? Um, and- is
0: it? Is it fixed camera angles, or is it a free camera?
2: No, actually, no fixed camera angles. Oh, um,
0: okay.
2: I think there might have been a couple throughout the campaign, um, but no time controls either, so it wasn't wasn't a straight-up like um, emulation of those games, but it took a lot of inspiration from it, um, including So they, they, like, um,
0: they modernized some of those kind of older... Kind of things that don't hold up as well okay
2: yeah but then they kept um like the horrible voice acting so <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. i but i think they did it on purpose they really did Them. Um, it was their whole thing for um trying to uh be like what resident evil was like back then and it follows the same sort of path you, you're you um you follow three people's stories this time instead of doing you know, like resident evil it's usually two people's mm-hmm. um and it's 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 a really good survival horror game from like a smaller company. Um, it may have, it's got issues with boss fights and stuff. They go, they're a little janky. Okay. Um. But
0: does he? Does each character have their own campaign, or is it just one campaign with all three characters?
2: Yeah, it, it cuts between them. So, oh, cool. one guy called uh, Leave. He's an uh, elite Hades soldier, which is basically their umbrella. He looks like Hunk. He's basically Hunk. Um, mm-hmm. Uh. He's kind of like the sort of bad guy one you're playing as. You've got a more everyman you're playing as, um, and then somebody else from who who's a pilot in Hades uh, tells their story as you're going on, and each of their stories has kind of like a different feel. So some of them have a bit more jump scares. And then um, Sam's camp- when all his campaign, his parts are a bit more psychological, which do go genuinely creepy. Like I, d- hmm. I didn't want to walk forward during some of his <laughs> bits. Um, yeah. But I just recommend it because it is—it's a really good Resident Evil clone. If you liked the PS1 Resident Evils.
0: That's a that's really cool, and like I haven't heard of this one. It's always good to shout out games that are lesser known on the show. This looks yeah, this looks really cool and i I love those old Resident Evils. Uh, I sometimes have a hard time going back to Resident Evil One specifically because of fixed camera angles and until they make a modern version of it that like a Res Resident Evil two or three remake. Um, this is like maybe a better game to go back to if I don't feel like dealing with number one. Uh, Do you have any idea how long the game is? I think
2: I played it last year. I think it was was like 12 hours, 15 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good.
0: Does it have any um, uh, FMV, like real life action or real life actors at the beginning, like Resident Evil 1?
2: Uh, No, unfortunately. Oh, okay.
0: That's the best (laughs) part of the game.
2: It was certainly iconic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right, Mark, what is your uh, number three pick for games to play on Halloween?
1: Well, uh, this one, yeah, I don't know if it's available on current platforms, but I had to go back a little bit. And I thought about Alice Madness Returns, which I don't know if either of you have played it. I'm sure at least one of you have. Um, But it's, of course, based on Alice in Wonderland. But it's quite, if I had to kind of paraphrase or like connected to something. It gives me a, almost like a nightmare before Christmas kind of vibe. Where it's a bit twisted and creepy, but it's still yeah. <laughs> Great platforming action. Um and it's just quite like a twisted take on you know a very popular fairy tale. And just just yeah, go ahead
0: oh i was uh i remember seeing that game in stores and i remember being like is this an alice in wonderland game with an m rating on it like it's it's kind of jarring seeing the uh reading the back and it's like oh no it's got gore it's got like alcohol abuse it has you know all these things
2: yeah i, oh. I played it a year ago again i played about halfway through it again because it's it's also on game pass if you've got the ultimate hmm.
0: oh really? um, okay. yeah on
2: ea play um and it just held up really well for being a game that came out, like, what, 15 years ago? On the 360, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: definitely think it could do with the remaster, um, no, a remaster by now. I think mm-hmm. I'd read that
0: because um, it was developed by... What's his name? Is it American McGee? Isn't? Yeah. yeah. I thought I read something where he was pitching a, an idea for a sequel a year or so ago, but I don't know if anybody uh, picked him up on that idea or not.
2: I think it might be one of those things where he's... Been trying to get it made for a while. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not sure about all that, though. But I agree, Mark. It's, so I think it's a very good game.
0: And is it is it play like in Alice in Wonderland, like narratively, or does it like start with the girl falling down the rabbit hole and then it kind of becomes its own thing?
1: I think in the beginning, before you go into the rabbit hole or through the looking glass, I can't remember exactly how it happens, but you are. It just—it's just messed up. You're like, I think in Victorian England or something, and uh, I don't remember exactly how it starts, but it's just not what you would think. You know, Alice in Wonderland would be. It's quite dark right from the start.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly. Like the original story, like not the Disney animated movie, but like it's a very dark story in general. It like is not. It's nice to get like in a kind of a. A darker take on a kid's book that is already pretty dark in general.
1: Yeah, so maybe it is a bit closer to the true story than,
0: <laughs> okay, say the
1: movies. So.
0: Yeah, very cool. I'm going to start with a baby game, and then I'm going to ramp up to something a little bit more scarier. Not a baby game. I'm not going to say a baby game. My number three pick is Luigi, Luigi's Mansion.
2: Oh, you because- know what? I was thinking of Luigi's Mansion.
0: <laughs> well, it's That's not a great this- game for. Yeah it's not the scariest game on the planet it's not going to make you like look through your eyes or through your fingers through the screen (laughs) it is a game with ghosts in a haunted mansion and it is just a fantastic one and i'm recommending the first game it's hard to find and play these days so if you can i'd say go buy the third game in the series which is also very fun um you play as Luigi, who has mysteriously won a mansion through a random dra- uh like a raffle or something. And he shows up and it's haunted by booze and ghosts and really, really clever boss fights as well. Um, and using the power of a vacuum cleaner, it is up to you to suck up all the ghosts and kind of purify the house. Um, it's also the first game is a short game. It's like five hours. You can beat it in one sitting. I just always look fondly on the music of the game. The humor of the game is really good. Um, Luigi's saying Mario, like looking for his brother is really good. Um, It's just like, Uh, it's the perfect Halloween game for maybe if you have kids at home and you don't want to be playing um, any of the scary games like Visage or um, Daymare in front of them. Uh, It's a good family horror game. I recommend checking it out. Like I said, the third game is fantastic. And it does a lot of what I love about the first game. Um, so everyone, play Luigi's Mansion. I really recommend it. Yeah. It's a fun time. It's light on the scares, high on the entertainment. Jessica, was your favorite? Yes. What was that? What was that? Sorry, Jessica.
2: I, I agree with the music. I still listen to the music
0: yeah. sometimes. Yeah. ba Like, I hum it down the street as I'm, like, going to buy some penny candies. All right, Jessica, what was your number two pick?
2: Uh, oh, my number two pick, I was actually playing it today, is Dead Space. Um, it's just one of my favorite games of all time. The first horror one. Game. The first one, yeah. Mm. Um, I forgot how really scary it was <laughs> until I was playing it today. It's. Uh, I'm sure everyone knows what it is, but it's a third-person survival horror um, set in space. You play a, a miner um, who goes on to... Uh, a ship uh with some people and then things go horribly wrong there's things called i think they're called necromorphs um really horrible monsters but they have great design um and the combats uh it was really unique at the time i remember i I can't really think of a lot of things that do it where you had to take their limbs off instead of just shooting at the monsters so Mm -hmm. you had to strategize and resource management um, but the thing I love about it the most is, is a bit of a weird thing I love about it the most, but it's the sound design. Oh, cool. If you play it with headphones, like because you're on a ship, if you go into like a big engine room, you can really hear it like it is so loud. Sometimes you don't hear the Necromorphs sneaking up on you and you get a horrible fright.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and then just today yeah. I was playing it and I was in an elevator and thought, oh, see if I'm in an elevator took a sip of tea and then the elevator doors opened and the necromorph came for me <laughs> oh man <laughs> um, it's, it's just fantastic it's so scary and it's it's tense as well as scary like I never I, I feel like you never get like a, a moment's rest in that game
0: would you say it's a it's very claustrophobic dead space compared to Resident Evil which has more open, open areas like the police station in 2 or even like when you're outside in 7 whenever I haven't played dead space but whenever I see clips of it you're always in a tight hallway or you're in a small room with no lights on inside is that yeah, accurate?
2: You, you, you do get small like i guess puzzle moments where you're in bigger areas but yeah you're mm. right by and large it's you go down a corridor and you're like right well, there's probably gonna a monster coming from here then uh and that's exactly what it is but somehow manages to scare you every time
0: <laughs> so you are pretty hyped for the remake i imagine
2: yeah although I, like i will play it obviously but i actually do think just the original one holds up just so well today even in the yeah. graphics like they obviously they've dated but just the way they use lightning and everything. Um, I, I am excited for the remake, but this one still holds up well if anyone wants to play it. And it is also on Game Pass if you have the ultimate with EA Play.
0: Oh, perfect. Um, I was going to say something about Dead Space 3. Uh, do you like that one as well? Or did you kind of like lose interest in the series as it went on?
2: I actually never played Dead Space 3. Uh, okay. so I can't comment on that one. Although I did hear it went like no harm. Off horror. the rails? Yeah, full action.
0: Yeah, that's why I heard too. That's why I was curious. Um, awesome, Dead Space, Mark. What is your number two pick for scary games?
1: Okay, well, um, this is gonna be—I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, I'm gonna go with uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> okay, if you have not played. Yeah, it's well. Yeah, probably everyone's played it by now, but. And I don't think I ever want to play it again. But uh, yeah, it starts out as that cutesy little anime, almost dating sim, which the game does warn you. It does warn you, but uh, so you know it's coming. You just don't know when. And you get into this game, and you play the little word puzzles, get to know the characters. Oh, wow, this one's cute. You start like, wow, picking your favorite. And then it's just bam. It just gets all creepy and weird. And then when you think it's over, it really isn't. Uh, the second oh, playthrough gets even worse. And you know, you just think, "What the hell's going on?" And it gets so meta, it gets so self-aware with the characters. Uh, I'm sure you guys have something to say about it as
0: well. I So I had not played Doki Doki. I just picked up the uh, the physical version that came out this year. I got it for PS5. Really? And then I, th- I found out that playing it on console may not be the best way of playing this game. Um, I haven't been spoiled on a lot of it, but I know it does some things on the computer specifically that kind of ties into the horror elements of the game. So I had this PS5 version of the game sitting on the shelf ready to go any day now. But I'm kind of... Um, considering maybe buying it on pc despite just buying this ps5 version but
2: well i actually i think it's, it's free, free to on, play isn't it free on steam yeah. yeah if you wanted to um give it a go there first but yeah play on it, both well, that's um, good to know. That, yeah <laughs> yeah
1: it's free still
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just the plus but i think a... it has oh. more side stories and stuff to do with the club
0: yeah, and the physical version came with like little cutouts of the characters and the soundtrack and just like a bunch of like neat little collectibles that mm-hmm. I don't know what they are because I haven't played the game yet. But uh, Jessica, have you played it?
2: Yeah, I love it. Actually, it was one of those games when it it released um, that surprised me because everyone was like, go in, don't know anything about it. And mm-hmm. I agree Mark, do that. It's so nice that again, much for like, oh no, something horrible is going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> and when it does, and you're add, waiting, and you're waiting, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and
1: then you're like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't joking. <laughs> it, yeah,
2: it it, it goes um, like Mark said, really meta. It has really dark moments, but then just really creepy mm-hmm. scary moments as well. And it's free, the normal version. I think it's a it's a really good pick for for Halloween.
0: Yeah, the only clips I've seen have been, like, the first half of the game or whatever, where it's like, you're in a classroom and you're having a fun, like, visual novel experience with some girls in school. Um, that's all I know about Doki Doki. Uh, but the PS5 keep version of it that of the- way until you yeah. play it. Yeah, just well, stop the ba- there. <laughs> the back of the box has a huge warning being like, just so you know, this is misleading on purpose. <laughs> like, this game will terrify you.
1: Oh, I love it. <laughs>
0: So I'm, I'm I'm gonna play it soon. It's it's sitting by my TV, ready to play. I'm just I was torn about console versus PC, but if I know it's free on Steam, then I can just do it that way. Yeah, which is yeah. awesome. And I will say, uh, with the bit you're
2: talking about on consoles, they emulate it pretty well on console on the console version.
0: Yeah, because I'm at a point where I don't even want to look it up on like Reddit or anything. I'm afraid I'm going to read the no. wrong thing and that experience yeah, will be won't. taken away from me. So yeah. so I'll 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 decide probably on Halloween Day. I might play that game actually.
1: I don't um, think it's a long game either, so yeah, maybe you can squeeze it in some way.
0: You mentioned multiple playthroughs, which I don't think I knew that there's multiple playthroughs in the game. So, That's yeah, we'll see. Part of the, charm. <laughs> How the charm. So, my number two game <laughs> is not a baby game. <laughs> uh, I'm going to escalate from Luigi's Mansion up to a little game that I look back on my time with very fondly. I recommend it to anybody who enjoys scary games, either with themselves or maybe even co-op. And that's going to be until dawn until dawn by was, is it supermassive games? I yeah, think that's what they're different. called. So this was their first kind of, uh, they're currently doing the dark picture anthology games. They just dropped house of ashes. I believe this week, um, until dawn was their first kind of choose your own adventure horror experience. And it takes on the trope of a bunch of young or late high school kids, young college kids, going up to a cabin in the woods. And then, as you know, they do. as they do, they get hot and heavy for each other. They go off by themselves when you should never do that. And then um, bad stuff starts happening. But what I really like about this game is the cast. First of all, if you're a fan of the show Heroes, it's got Hayden Panettiere from it or if you're a big uh behemoth rhapsody 007 fan uh rami malik is in the game as well um but i also just like the weight of the of the decisions you make in the game early on there'll be small things and the whole game uses a butterfly effect system so one small action will change the course of history uh Early on, there's a you're having a snowball fight. And one of the guys is like, hey, bro, I bet you can hit the squirrel with a snowball. And you can tell him yes or no. And even that small thing will have a butterfly effect on the rest of the game. Um, Until Dawn is also, I said it earlier, but it's also a good co-op game. When I first played this, I played it with my partner and she was helping me make decisions while I was doing it. But they have actually added a mode in recently where you can pass the controller between you and someone else while you're playing it. So, for example, I'll play as three characters. Somebody else can play mm-hmm. as three characters. And then we're making those decisions for them as we go along.
2: That's cool. Um, I didn't know they added that. that is-
0: yeah. So, I- so you are playing
1: as more than one character as you play yeah. through the story.
0: I think there's six prote- six quote-unquote protagonists because some of these kids are pretty unlikable. Um, One
2: in particular, <laughs> if I remember correctly.
0: One, uh, I'd say like two or three in particular. <laughs> um, but it, it's a really good story. It has so many different horror elements in it from Ouija boards to old mine shafts to um, slideshows that show scary images. Like if you think of a trope, it's in this game somewhere. It is both scary... And funny and fun to play, most of all. Um, it came out like five years ago, so I feel like you can get it for pretty cheap these days. If you haven't played until dawn, I'd say watch a trailer, check it out. If you're a fan of movies like Scream or even like Halloween, where you get to watch a bunch of kids kind of die, get until dawn. That will also yeah, do that for like, you.
1: Sounds like good fun.
0: So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like it's it's like it's like a corny horror. Like it knows what it yeah. is. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. Actually, it I love sense. those. Yeah. Almost like uh, Cabin in the Woods, if you watch that movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. It it knows what it is.
0: Which... It knows what it is. Self-aware. Jessica, Jessica, what is your number one? I'm curious. What is your number one pick for Scary Games?
2: <laughs> so number this one pick, be good. I'm going to guess maybe someone's picked this one. But sorry, I'm going first. <laughs> uh, it is Resident Evil 7. Yep. Uh, you did? Oh, okay. Um, That's one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, oh, well, something different. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right. uh, sorry, but it is. Uh, it's just one of those games where just every time I go I and play, I've probably played it about seven times since it came out. It's its still scary every time to me.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: I, I think I know it. I think I know the layout of it. And then I'll walk around a corner and there's Marguerite and I'll just scream. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: and also with the fact that you can play it all in VR, which is terrifying.
1: That's crazy.
0: Have you played in VR, or did, have you played outside VR?
2: I have played both, but I never completed it in VR. But only because it was my first time playing, and I got stuck in one of the bosses. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, I'll always remember. It's at the very beginning of the game, and someone's crawling up the stairs after you, and I can hear mm-hmm. her with the headphones on, or just like, please don't turn uh, it around, don't gosh. turn it around.
0: <laughs> in that moment, you're you're at the top of a staircase, and you can't see all the way down the stairs all you can hear is like a bit of breathing happening and of course the game wants you to to walk down the stairs to trigger the event from happening so um resident evil 7 is also my number one so i'm also just going to talk about it freely here um i played for the vr for the first four hours of that game and then i just tapped out um understandable. I was getting chased by monsters. I was doing boss fights. I was getting overwhelmed. At one point, I was just curled up in a ball on the floor because I didn't know what to do, with a VR headset (laughs) on my face. So (laughs) it is effectively scary. And I think, um, I think Res7 took a lot of what PT did back in the day and turned it into maybe the game that PT was never destined to be. It does a lot of great psychological horror when you're, you know, in a hallway um things are changing on you all the time um i'm trying to think of what else the boss fights are fantastic and very extra and very fun um and the soundtrack as well is very daunting
2: Yeah, i i actually love the like the southern gothic music you've got going on yeah. and the intro and then the room theme it, it just it it felt like it kind of did what resident evil did best it reinvent it reinvented itself but it kept it scary
0: Yeah, especially after they had made Resident Evil 5 and 6, which were more action focused games, Mm -hmm. for them to go back to true, like, terrifying horror in this way, where you are going down a hallway and then a body drops from the ceiling in front of you. Um, And like you were saying too, Jessica, the environment is, uh, I think it takes place in Louisiana, which -hmm. is very swampy. It's very run down. It's such a cool location for that game as well.
2: And the villains, Um, I think, hearing hearing Jack shouting, Ava, (laughs) 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 doesn't always remember it. And Marguerite's just so gross, but really memorable. And um, (sighs) Lucas, the brother, just pure psychopath. uh, I think they're so memorable.
0: Yeah, and Lucas specifically, um, his section of the game is essentially a giant escape room that you have to kind of do it's almost like saw in a way too where he's like he puts you in a room he says hey man you have 40 minutes before something awful happens to you solve this puzzle and find your way out um
1: Bye.
0: and yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's very scary um there's a weird choice near the end of the game that doesn't really matter i always I don't, I don't like when they make you make a choice between two people to save at the end
2: yeah it was really out of place so i'm like obviously you're gonna take one
0: <laughs> yeah the other yeah and I think Resident Evil 7 is a good job too of setting up the events of Resident Evil 8, which is not on my list. I really like that game. But if I'm recommending. I was about a, to ask about that. <laughs> yeah. If I'm recommending a, a scary game for Halloween, Res 7 takes Village every day. Yeah. Because while, while Village has some horror elements to it, it's not the pure scary experience that 7 offers. But yeah, like Jessica was saying, the bosses, the environment, everything about that game comes together so well to create a game that I would often have to talk myself up for two days just to boot up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know if I could play that in um, VR personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is—it's
2: so scary. Like uh, horror games, like they do scare me. Um, but VR just takes it to a whole new level, and they're very good the way they've designed it with it as well.
0: And it, and it plays differently in VR as well, where you can you can look around uh, corners better with the VR headset that you can't do with oh, just, really? a controller. Oh, just like yeah. a
1: controller. Okay.
0: So yeah, that's, pr- that's pretty neat. Mark, what's your number one pick?
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to go, I could use this opportunity to plug my review, but I'm not going to <laughs> do that. <laughs> okay. And it might not be a horror per se, but I was going to go with, uh, control. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's a very much, well, Yeah. Supernatural in nature, and a lot of it. I did find it at some st- at, like to be very unsettling, um, at, in some parts. So, yeah, I mean, just the action and everything is great, but the law and everything surrounding it. There's also the Alan Wake expansion, which wasn't my favorite, but mm-hmm. I just found all the supernatural goings on and things. You know, it might not be a horror game per se. Like I said, it's
0: well I think yeah. um I think that Alan Wake expansion, I played it that was earlier this year, it came out, January maybe. Um yeah. I remember playing that and I remember thinking it was like it was pretty spooky because Alan Wake does not look like a humanoid in that game. Or uh if I remember correctly, you're kind of seeing this um long legged thing in corners yeah. and rooms and you don't really know what it is until you have to start fighting it which i think even like the confrontation with with that monster is is pretty terrifying itself it
1: is that particular part was very much survival horror very much yeah alan wake um but yeah. i found it a bit I tedious, but-
2: <laughs> yeah it, it gives me a real like cosmic horror vibe control mm-hmm. yeah. like everything's just so big and like you say overwhelming and it gets it does strange things um it is kind of like a like a quirky pick for a halloween one but it is a a fantastic game more
1: lovecraftian kind of horror yeah almost like you just don't understand what's going on but it's
0: it's like almost um it's very like kafka-esque or even like david lynchian in a way where like twin peaks or like blue velvet where weird stuff is happening nobody is questioning it for some reason it's just happening and you know the further into the nightmare you get the scarier it almost becomes as well i feel like the first hour of control is kind of normal you're a normal girl walking into this building looking for your brother i think is the the mission and then obviously the deeper into the building you get the more you uh start to find out strange things are afoot in the bureau
2: oh yeah federal bureau oh, i can't
0: remember what it's
2: yeah. called oh god what federal is it?
0: Bureau of
1: Control. federal bureau <laughs> yeah, of actually, control yeah actually <laughs> yeah maybe
2: um but i remember playing with the headphones as well the, i think it's called the hiss the enemies yeah yeah uh just whispering constantly as you're playing yeah like,
1: that it, was terrifying
2: the, very unsettling
0: <laughs> as well as like yeah. the board like the board is like the the main voice yeah. that talks to you and yeah, it talks talk in, like her,
1: her, her. <laughs>
0: yeah it like talks backwards it's very weird um but in a cool way yeah control is a fantastic pick um yeah obviously there's so many other games that we could recommend here do either of you guys have like an honorable mention or anything you want to shout out there something that almost made your list
2: i was thinking of alan wake but i guess that's covered in control as well Mm -hmm. it's another one where i think it's not too scary it just gives you nice dark creepy vibes
0: yeah, the one that almost made my list. I do want to shout out the uh, the Little Nightmare games because those are, they don't get a lot of talk and they made it number two this year. And that game is, I think, fairly oh, wow. underrated. Um, they're 2D platforming games, but they do a lot of like cool body horror and psychological horror elements throughout that I recommend people check out. And both games, Little Nightmares 1 and 2 are about four to five hours to beat each. So they don't take up a, a huge amount of your time, pretty short to get through.
1: Okay, on my side, I was thinking about Doom 3, actually. Uh, not one of the most fondly remembered Doom games, but it was very much uh, survival horror and just a demonic alien kind of mashup. I kind of think that Dead Space did what, you know, Doom kind of set out to do a lot better than it did, but I've got fond memories of that game and some really good scares, some very weird stuff going on so yeah it's my honorable mention i
2: don't think Perfect. i fight it. it sounds very cool actually really yeah
1: you're right up your alley i think if you're mm-hmm. to dead space and that kind of thing it's yeah like really weird upside down baby head spider things and just yeah so jump scares <laughs> yeah it sounds yeah. like stuff
0: you'd find in a cis room from toy story one just like <laughs> kind of yeah yeah pretty much yeah is oh, it man. on Game
2: Pass with the Bethesda? No, it's not Bethesda. They, they've got the license for it, it might ones, be. Is it?
1: It might be. I think. I
2: can't remember which ones got added.
0: Yeah, I think it is. I could be wrong. I think Mark's looking it up right now.
2: If it was on Game um, Pass, I'd definitely play it.
0: I
1: don't. Yeah, uh, it could be. I think it is actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I That's think when cool. they acquired Bethesda, they put up all the Quakes, they put up Doom, they put I up Wolfenstein. Yeah.
1: Skyrim's well, on there, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Skyrim. All the other games. Yeah, uh, it's you know, on like, there.
1: Have a look. I you
0: think know, like cool. Fallout 1, Fallout 2, they put everything there. But you heard it here first, folks. Those are the scariest games ever made. Our list is the definitive list of scary games to play <laughs> for Halloween. Uh, I want to thank you guys both for joining me this week, Jessica and Mark. It was a great show um we highlighted i just want to talk about what we talked about games like guardians of the galaxy Cana bridge of spirits fatal frame visage all the biggest news stories um next week we'll be back again i think we'll be talking about the games from 2021 we're still looking forward to um the year's almost coming to a close game of the year lists are starting to be made but there's still some games coming out so if you haven't already, please go to KeenGamer.com where you can check out our great reviews, opinion pieces. Um, Jessica, do you have any plugs or anything you want to mention before we close out?
2: Uh, just if anybody was in the, the mood for some scary movies um, that are recently releasing, there's a list of uh, horror movies that came out in October and also for November as well that I've done if people want to check that out on Keen, Keen Gamer,
0: Yeah, those are always great lists. Uh, Mark, do you have anything you want to plug?
1: Well, I guess I'm just going to plug my uh, Fatal Frame <laughs> review. Go check it out. It's an excellent game. And I think, yeah, right in the spirits of things or if you're looking for something to play this weekend.
0: Absolutely. Well, I hope everyone out there has a spooky and safe Halloween. Uh, we will be, at, be back next week for some more talking about games. And that is the end of the show. Have a good day, everyone. Goodbye.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.